Hey guys, it's Rob, and this week in Being Awesome, Q&A with the Talk Transformers group. Talk Transformers is the official uh, discussion group of the Being Awesome podcast. So search them out on Facebook um, as Talk Transformers and join in on the fun. Because yeah, Talk Transformers is a podcast about having fun and enjoying your hobby without all the garbage you know, negativity and drama that seems to come around. Talk Transformers is the same idea. It's like, we just want to talk our stuff. You know, and without all that crap. So, we're, we're, we're like two peas of the pod in this fan, this this idea, yo. <laughs> um, so search them out, join, and these threads are pretty much exclusive there. Just as a, look, what you guys think, y'all. So, I threw out a thread this week saying, hey, any questions, comments, whatever you like to write on the show, and this is what came of it. Jesse Braddock, who is one of the admins of this page, and a cool dude, Al's episode of there, says, what are your thoughts on Combiner Wars Devastator? Do you know a release date or when he will be available for pre-order? I heard he will be released in August. I am so stoked about Debbie. He's the crown jewel of the Combiner War sets IMO. Yeah, he's pretty much the big wig of the sets. Um, you know, he's got his detractors, of course, where people aren't as happy with him and stuff. That really boils down to personal opinion. There's no def definite yes or no on that. Me, I'm with you. That thing is awesome because it is a almost two foot tall devastator that didn't come from some knockoff warehouse you know it's a real legit toy and honestly I, I dig the way it looks I am um, I don't really get the dislike for it but that's one of those you can't everyone's different you know uh, that's one of those things I can just imagine someone coming over and be like hey check this out <laughs> like, wow what's that the legs hang on let me get the rest of them <laughs> And they're going, oh man, Voltron. No, Devastator. It's, it's Devastator. Yeah. He died in the movie, right? And the thing is, now you got to be like, yeah, I guess this sec. Which movie are we talking about? Because, you know, there's like a green guy named Devastator. You know, yeah. Yeah, that was him. That's Voltron. But <laughs> it's really rad. And, you know, I don't know when he's coming out. But history points to August, like you said, being that these big toys are generally intended to be uh, Christmas items. And the big Christmas showpiece items tend to show up in fall. And August is still summer, but it's the end of summer. That's uh, whenever you see that fall, spring, or whatever slot on a sh shipping thing, go ahead and add in the month before that. You know, here in the South, it's, it's, it's it may be fall, but it's still like 90 degrees until like, I want to say October. Sometimes it's still like 89 degrees in October. <laughs> um, but yeah, you start seeing the fall stuff poke around in August. Uh, I wouldn't be too surprised if at San Diego Comic-Con there was some sort of Devastator exclusive, either a 
like exclusive uh, gift set or maybe just an early release. You know, with uh, Metroplex, I think about two years ago, there was actually an advanced sale on him at Big Bad Toy Store at BotCon. Being that BotCon's in, what, June? It was not too out of the way to think they'd do that again. I mean, they might not, but they might do. So, hey, there might be an early release. Um, he was, I guess those are my thoughts is, yeah, I dig them too. I mean, that's a really cool thing. It's really, you know, if you show someone your toys, I got a Fort Max, you know, I got the Metroplex. I've got a, that big old, big ass Cheetor. People see those first. They're like, whoa, what is that? And, you know, one of those are like, oh, dude, is that Octopus Prime? Like, yeah, that that's him. Oh, Octopussy. Man, I love Octopus Prime. He shoots tapes out of his chest. <laughs> Billion dollar movie franchise. And people still get it mixed up. That's okay. Um, I think it's really rad. That's one of those toys you're, I'm going to be like. When you buy these things, there's toys you buy because you want them. For whatever reason. And then there's toys you take a million pictures of and post them like on your Facebook or whatever. And that's going to be one of them for me, like, whoa, like, I'm legitimately proud of this thing. Um, that's really awesome. Jesse goes on to ask, are you impressed with the quality that the Legends class figures have stepped up since their 30th anniversary? Yeah, I have. And I've been a fan of the Legends class toys since 2005 when they were introduced in Cybertron. You know, they started off as a low-budget toy alternative. They kind of still are. Um... You know, they kept stepping up, the molds getting better, everything. And then come Dark of the Moon, they switched over to uh, Cyberverse, which is basically, it was like a, a growth of it. A growth of it. <laughs> um, and the Legends became Legions, and we got Commander Class, which was is basically the now Legends, with just a little difference. Like, they... They use the three uh, CM or whatever hand port, but they're pretty much the same idea. And then, you know, after Cyberverse kind of went away, they kept calling the smaller guys Legions, and the commanders got to be called Legends, which is kind of weird because those data discs were in the Legends packs too, and they were kind of along the lines of the Legion as far as size. Those are, that's semantics. Um, when they changed them, you know, they made them better get hold of the more mainstream five something size class <laughs> um, weapons and overall they jumped in quality. I mean you could hold Dark and Ironhide up to say Cosmos and you're like wow I'm holding a much better toy. And so yeah I'm really really happy with the way they're, they've constantly gotten better over time because that first batch of them was okay you know what I mean? Like, it was, it was like, yeah, these are pretty cool. <laughs> they were like, what, three, four dollars? You know, like, yeah, these are these are pretty cool for yeah. A couple of them, like, well, this is pretty great. And then when I kept recoloring them, some of those recolors were really cool. You're like, whoa, because sometimes the deco really makes a toy. Like the little seeker one is great. You know, the one they made for the Cybertron assault, whatever defense, red alert. 
when it got redone into Perceptor and uh, Onslaught, it's really good. You know, so yeah, it's the whole Legends Legions things I've been happy with as a whole concept. And the way they keep getting better, I'm 100% happy with and hope it continues to go that way. <clears throat> Excuse me. James Gaultier. I hope I'm saying your name right, dude. Gaultier? Gaultier? Jamie G. On the backup. Drug feed. Free. So put the crack up. It's good like Sunkist. James asks, because Constructor is also a six-member combiner, should he also have a Titan class? Fitting seeing he has a pipsqueak in G1. You know, yes and no. <laughs> As a fan, I'm with you. Yeah, he should. all of them should have these big old toys. That would be so awesome. And Monstructor, yeah. Because Monstructor is supposed to be a big old hunkin' monster, dude. <laughs> now, as someone who basically... I don't know if I just got like an ear for the business world. Because I seemingly understand all the business reasons why things are the way they are. I'm not saying other people don't, but I'm just kind of explaining my stance on it. I would understand why they shouldn't also. Being that the Titan class market, you know, it's like, it's for people like us, dedicated fans and collectors. Um, toy general collectors who might like to buy really cool versions of characters, you know, like the guys are buying the black labels and the Marvel selects and like the Play Arts Kai stuff. Giant ass Devastator makes nothing but sense for that guy. Um, that guy also isn't going to buy a giant ass instructor. He may not even know what it is. You know what I mean? Like that's a fan bordering on casual. And, um, the odd parent or grandparent, you know, I know I keep getting told, hey, Rob, stop saying toys are made for children. But here in the real world, toys are made for children, majorly. And even though the generation's line is aimed at collectors, it still passes child safety tests because it's put on a shelf in a toy store. And they're like, Hasbro has this money projected outlook. You know, when you say, what is our projected outlook? for this year. And here's what it does. All of it. All the monies. That's what we want. All the money. That's what we're projecting to get as much as possible. And even maybe some more than possible. So, something like a character who... Monstructor is like... I don't want to say he's obscure. But he's close to obscure. <coughs> Excuse me. A lot I talked about last week, guys. The minute I'm by myself recording every distraction... Um, that's obscure enough to, that it would probably sit there. Now, the parent or grandparent would probably be like, okay, cool, big robot toy. You know, oh, cool, they're big monsters, yeah, sure. So that's a, uh, that's as even as a roll of a dice as the same grandparent parent figure goes, oh, big ass set of construction vehicles, okay. You know, it's a roll of the dice on them. You never know what they're going to think is going to be a great toy for little Jimmy or little June. But for the rest of the world, they want to go more for the sure thing. That's why when you start your toy line off, you get your Optimus B, Starscream, Megatron, you get your main characters first. You know, every single time, every single time, the Robots in the Disguise toy line just started. 
You got Optimus, you got Grimlock, you got Bumblebee right off the bat. You get your sure bets first because even if the line doesn't take off, someone's going to see one of these toys they know. And people know Devastator. I make the joke saying, oh, hey, is that Voltron? But Devastator is one of the more recognized guys. So, uh, as as someone who buys these things all the time, I say, yeah, they should make that because I would buy the crap out of it. But I kind of understand why they wouldn't in a business sense. James then goes on to ask, would the Metroplex slash Legends class play pattern been a bigger success if smaller connectable play I'm stumbling my words. If smaller connectable play sets slash figures were offered similar to Trypticon and the combiner leaders or to MicroMaster play sets or reps. I, I don't know. It's easy to speculate. It's easy to go, oh, definitely. You get all this interaction and it'll be a huge success. You know, why doesn't Metroplex connect with, you know, my silver bolt from Combiner Wars? I mean, come on, Hasbro, what the F? I mean, kids would love it. Fans, the fans love it, alright. I mean, it's just, I'm just going to do that for a minute. Hang on. Someone's going to complain. I should do it in my exhaust voice. Well, you know, he became Australian. <laughs> You know, why not? Uh, has blow? What are the fans? What about the fans who buy more of your product than the children? Then I know more than you. Billion dollar toy company. I know more. I'm an investment banker. You didn't expect me to make him an investment banker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, basically, it's a. It would make a million pounds of sense. It would make a million pounds of sense that all these toys, all these toys, work with all these toys. I mean, that's pretty much what Cyberverse was. Was all these toys that worked with other toys, and you know, Cyberverse is over, but they still work with Metroplex. You know, that's the thing that keeps kind of going on. Like they'll. Uh, Abandon seemingly a play pattern, but you'll see it pop up somewhere else. You know, those little uh, weapon clip things from the Revenge of the Fallen toy line. Without even saying anything, places to clip them to were on toys for years after. They have a way of continuing a play pattern because there's going to be hangovers. There's going to be that kid who still has this line and that line, and he wants to play with them together. You know, I'm going to hold up because he's right here. This is uh, Transformers Prime. Robots in the Skies, Transformers Adventures, Optimus Prime. Realistically, you could stick them right next to your Transformer Prime toys that have been coming out steadily for the past few years. And he's going to fit right on it. You know, he might not fit completely in with the uh, movie toys. But you get what I'm saying. They they kind of since Megatron's right here. Megatron's really distinctly styled next to Prime. You know, Prime looks like a cartoon character, and nothing is in immediate reach. But at, by the same, let me 
I'm reaching over here. And the thing is, I'm, I'm showing us to the uh, video vis uh, viewers. So pardon me, uh, audio viewers. I'm basically saying, comparing toys from different lines currently together. There's Combiner Wars Megatron and Strongarm from the Red Adventure stuff, and she kind of blends in more with Megatron with her styling. You know, they 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 have this way of not 100% abandoning the prior lines when they do something new, and that's not a given every time. But uh, basically, James, in your question statement. They kind of do. Because, like, Metroplex sure does work up well with the um, Cyberverse stuff. It's not exact, but it works. Now, the Combiner Wars guys, <laughs> I guess they scale to them. But they don't turn into little bases or whatever. Um, they literally could make some play sets for the Legends guys and smaller Combiner Wars stuff to work out. Like a Trypticon. Trypticon would be great. So it's one of those things where I'd say it would make all the sense in the world. But seeing as toy lines tend to refresh a little over a year in, they might not want to be putting all their eggs in one basket. But seeing that they might not want to do the whole eggs and basket deal, Combiner Wars is going on for a while. So I wonder at some point when they do a refresh Combiner Wars what we're going to get. So, thanks guys for participating. And thank you all for listening. If you guys want to join in on the conversation of fun, uh, talk Transformers on Facebook. That's our exclusive forums. Um, you know, I'm going to post this thing everywhere like I have been. But, you know, that's where our discussion groups go. So, hey, these threads are going to be on there. So, hey, you got any questions, whatever? Please pop in there and have, enjoy the fun. We're all having a great time there. And uh, thanks for listening to Being Awesome. I'm having a great time doing this for you guys. Um, if you'd like to keep supporting the TF Radio Network, there's a link on tfradio.net, which is also where you can find all of our shows and showtimes, uh, where you can basically do your shopping through Amazon through that link, and it's not going to cost you anymore. And you can, they basically give Brian a finder's fee. So it's a good way to support us without actually breaking us off a little. <laughs> you know? And if you don't want to, hey, no pressure. Thanks. Please spread the word, the TF Radio Network, what we're doing. And that's uh, being big old dorks that love other dorks. <laughs> uh, keep on checking it out. I appreciate everyone. My name is Rob. Uh, you can find me, Robo Rob Springer, on Twitter and Tumblr. Follow. Hey, cool. I'll, I, if I know who you are, I'll probably follow back. <laughs> if I don't know who you are, it might take a while. Cause, or I might not even know i got a new follower. Sometimes I'm completely oblivious to notifications. So, hey. But thanks for listening. And uh, check in next time where I'll talk about whatever comes to mind a day or two before I record this.